Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to Safety Sundays. Today is Saturday, June 24th, 2023. Time is 8.56 p.m. And joining me for Safety Sundays, as always, is Safe Prep. What's going on, man? You know, I wish everybody had the same pleasure I do, you know, seeing you while we're doing this podcast. Because I told my wife a while ago, I was like, you know, the way you look up from left to right, and just don't don't look at the camera. You look like Ray Charles playing the piano. Do I? <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'll start doing this with sunglasses on. I just won't move my head. <laughs> right. So, guys, today what we're going to get in, and hold on, full disclosure before we get into this, build your bug-out bags for your needs. The point of this episode today is to what not to put in your bug-out bag. Shit that's going to be absolutely useless, things that that, that might be hyped up, that you think you're going to need, that you're going to waste money on, that are just frankly going to be bullshit, right? So, with that being said, build your bug out bags to suit your needs. Safe Prep, what do you think, man? What do you got for your your bug out bag no-nos? Man, I went, like, big in general, because it's, it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's up to you. You have to know your skill level, what situation you're preparing for, terrain, time, travel, all that. So the episode's really about what not to put in a bug out bag. So I only I've only got like five here because you know we're short. Uh, the first one I'm going with is cheap gear. Right. So yeah, in in regards to that, guys, there's a lot of knockoff shit when it comes to things like knives, medical supplies, you know, shitty paracord. Don't don't buy something because oh it's overly cheap and you could just toss it in there and forget about it. Right? There's a ton of garbage on the market that people are there I mean they're marketing to survivalists that's just crap, right? And they're remaking stuff and repackaging it and it's garbage. If you want a piece of gear, do the research. You know, find you something on the lower price end, the mid-priced end. You don't have to spend a whole lot of money, but reliability reliability and durability will matter if you have to start using those tools. So let's talk let's talk about some of these cheap tools and things. Let's get into some of that because I see there's certain tools that I see repeatedly marketed to survivalists. And the one is that goofy multi-tool hammer thing. Have you seen this thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a hammer on top and a multi-tool on the bottom. Guys, uh, fucking avoid those, right? Having a multi-tool is good, like a legit multi-tool, like one that is well-made and that is quality. It's not going to be cheap, but having a good multi-tool, I would recommend. But these stupid things with the hammers on top, everybody's like, oh, my God, that's ingenious. It's everything you need in one. 
stupid. Yeah, let's take our let's take our knife and use it to beat things with things, beat things with our screwdriver, and then when we break that thing, it's we're screwed. And then when we it's lose gonna, that one, it's tool, gonna we're it's gonna half ass whatever project you're trying to complete with it. Right. And you don't want to half ass doomsday. No. <laughs> So that's that's the one thing. And then the other thing I, I see people do, and this drives me nuts, and I've went down this road with a few people. Guys, good quality knives. I know you have people out there that, that are like, if it's not a K-Bar, it's not worth getting. But what I'm talking about is I'm talking about like these cheap gas station style knives that are made out of freaking stainless china. Anything in the survival camping aisle at Walmart, don't get it. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna knock certain things. Like I'm not gonna knock a Gerber. I yeah. you know, honestly, like my my top favorite knives are either made by Buck or Smith and Wesson. Those are the those are the ones I typically buy, right? My yeah. Buck knives have done me very well. My Smith and Wesson knives have done me very well. So I'll I'll stick with those, right? They've proven to be very well and I've had them for years, you know. Yeah. Um, but there, there is something to be said about, you know, just having a good fixed blade knife versus putting a butterfly knife in there or putting an assisted open one in there or anything like that. Right. If it's doomsday and shit's hitting the fan and you're bugging out, I would much rather have a fixed blade knife as opposed to some lock blade knife. I got at the gas station for nine ninety nine. What? Avoid the cheapo knives, man. Yeah. What else you got? I got some more things, but. Too much weight. Yes, let's talk about that. So, Safe Prep, did you know that your bug out bag should not exceed twenty five percent of your body weight? That's on the high end. Yeah. Well, it should not if you're gonna if you're gonna be you know humping it and hiking it and walking a lot. Right. Uh, if you look at backpackers, um, they try to keep it between uh, thirteen and twenty, uh, and that that's one of the hardest things for me because I'm a gear guy, and if if you don't you know, when you put your bag together, you have to, you have to go out and at least walk around the neighborhood and walk around your yard. And man, you got to watch the weight. Yes, you do. And okay, so let's talk about this for a second. I'm all about canteens. I'm all about collapsible jugs and and things like this. But there comes a point where you're overdoing it, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is you have you do have people out there that have this mentality. Well, when I come across the water source, I'm going to take from that water source as much as possible. I understand having collapsible bottles and things like this, but I'm going to tell you what, if you guys really honestly think you're going to have two or three one gallon collapsible jugs in your bag and you're going to fill those and you're going to truck it through the woods with a gallon of water, two gallons of water, you're not going to get far. What's water? Eight, eight pounds per gallon ish. Approximately. Yeah. So, I mean, throwing that extra eight pounds on your back or doing two and doubling down and being close to 17 pounds, you're, you don't want to do that. You're not going to want to carry that weight. No, that's you're full. Now, having a decent camelback bladder or a decent canteen or even, hell, even having a refillable plastic bottle. You know, I mean, when it comes to the gallon jugs, the collapsed ones, I could see having one. So you could store water when you get where you need to, but having multiple of these in your bag is useless, right? Yep. I keep um, I keep a grail in my get home bag. I keep a uh, stainless steel single wall in my bug out bag, and stuff for water filtration. You know. Right. Exactly. And I mean that should be all you need. I mean, like let's let's think about this logically. 
if you're in that bug out scenario, your bug out scenario is to get to the place where everything you, you for what you need. This is not an inch bag. This is a bug out bag. Yep. Right. So your destination you have in mind, all this extra shit should be there. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Uh, the next thing I want to throw in there, since you brought up water filtration, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what, safe prep, I have developed a hatred of the life straw. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Life straw or the Life, Sawyer Mini? No, not the Sawyer, the Life Straw. I don't even carry, I don't even have the Life Straws because I don't like them so much. <laughs> Listen, I've gotten these things where they were defective, you couldn't suck through them, and then I've also came to this realization in my mind, and everybody out there, if you got a Life Straw in your bag, replace it with a Sawyer. I highly recommend doing that. The thing that's bullshit about the... The thing that's bullshit about the Sawyer specifically is you cannot filter water and take it with, or not the Sawyer, the Life Straw. Shit. You cannot filter water with the Life Straw and take it with you. You have to drink from the source. And if you have contaminated water and you're putting it in your, in your vessel, your vessel is now contaminated as well. And yes, could you take contaminated water with you and drink from it, from that vessel? Yeah, you could. So a Sawyer Mini is only a few, four to five more dollars than a live straw. A live straw filters 1,000 gallons because you can't flush it. A Sawyer Mini filters up to 100,000 gallons because you can flush it. Right. So, yeah, what, what is it again? 100,000 gallons per Sawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and you could flush this, you could filter this, you could take this with you, you could filter water into another vessel. I just think it's way better. So avoid... Absolutely. Any life straws out there that you have to utilize from the source, you can't take the source with you, avoid putting those in your bags. That's a good point. Absolutely. You're long-winded tonight. I'm giving you the rest of mine so you can get to yours. So uh, a you heavy, sleeping, a heavy sleeping bag, don't put in your bug-out bag. Uh, the wrong clothes for the season you're bugging out in, don't put those in your bug-out bag. And a heavy tent. Okay, so let's let's – go ahead and, and talk about a few things here. So the, you have, you have, I guess, multiple people that will tell you have a tarp, use that for your shelter. Don't have a tent. And then you'll have people that tell you, Oh, don't have the tarp, have the tent. Right. Mm -hmm. And I look at it like this guys, it is specific to your needs. It will not hurt you to have both because a tent is going to protect you from bugs and different insects and mosquitoes and other shit like that as to where a tarp's not going to. And, so uh, a scenario where the tent would be a really good idea because they are going to be bulkier and heavier is if you're bugging out in a group and you can divvy up between the group what they're carrying. One person needs to carry the tent and the other people can pack out more gear. Right. So something else I want to throw in with this too is, guys, um, heavy tools in general you don't want. If you have it in your head, I am taking a hatchet with me, and this is what I'm going to take because I feel like I need it for bushcraft or I need it for, you know, any other type of survival, splitting firewood, etc. That can double down as other tools. That could be a hammer, so you don't need a hammer, right? Basically, what I'm getting at is is learn how to use, multi-use things, right? Yes, A hatchet absolutely. is not just a hatchet. It could also be a hammer. But I'll tell you what. I'll go ahead and I'll say screw both those things, and I'll use a rock for a hammer, and I'll burn firewood down, right? Yep. I mean, 
you'll find Tinder that you don't have to break up. And that's something else I was going to uh, say too. So a lot of people have it in their head where they, they plan on bringing fire starting kits with them. This is a good idea. I'm not knocking the fire starting kit, but do understand that these are limited use and they do run out. So get very crafty with what you have. Get something that's going to last long. I freaking love the Blackbeard stuff, like the fire plugs. Same here. Yeah, tons of use. Like that's it. That's I mean, Blackbeard's got it right when it comes to the bug out stuff. The, they really the fire. Do. The fire plugs are quick. Yeah. And then the other thing is the ferro rod because that that's like thousands of fires, and those things are super small and lightweight. Right. So just these are some things to think about. Avoid like you remember you remember the old school fire bricks, like the ones that you would light. All right, avoid yep. those is basically what I'm saying. Avoid stuff like that. We have better technology out now with better fire starters that are lightweight, that are less bulky, that have multiple uses. So avoid the compressed fire nuggets. They're garbage anyway. Once they absorb moisture, they don't work anymore. Yep. So avoid those as well. There was a couple other things I had in here. I got to pull them back up. Oh, so here's here's the other thing too. Um, I see a lot of people wanting to utilize survival shovels, guys. You could dig a hole with a stick, right? I mean, depending on what you're needing to dig for. Like, if you got to dig, like, if your mind is like, "Oh, I'm going to make a Dakota fire hole," yeah, having something good to dig with is definitely going to help you. But the idea that you're going to need a shovel with you to bug out is kind of a infantile thing say prep how many times have you been in the woods just screwing around and be like man i wish i had a shovel to dig a hole not yet (laughs) yeah so avoid the shovel i mean it's not something i think that you're gonna need also this is something else man the the seed vaults the seed banks seed banks are great to have in the event of shits hitting the fan but if you're bugging out you're not planting a garden along the way if you're if you're building an inch bag, that kind of stuff's good. And if those right. of you who don't know what inch is, I'm never coming home. That's the long term wilderness stuff where you're gonna have to go, you know, live in the woods for the rest of your life. Now these yeah, these are the situations all these things we're talking about kind of avoiding, these are things you would have in the inch bag, right? Yes. But not in your bug out bag. Again, this is a bag to get you from A to B and that's it. Something else I will say to avoid carrying on you. And I, I there's pro- I'm probably going to get some hate for this, but whatever. Guys, having valuables or cash in a lawless society in a bug out situation is not going to do you any good. Don't think that you need to keep a thousand dollars in that bug out bag. It's not going to do you a dick of good, right? Absolutely, it, it's not. If you want to have a lightweight little side bag of barter and trade items, there you go. But I mean, even in that bug out scenario, again, you're trying to get from A to B, right? If you got to sacrifice toothpaste along the way, oh well, you got toothpaste where you're going, right? If we're talking about a bug out bag in a SHTF situation where you're going from A to B, you really have to just go with essentials and basics. There's right. not a whole lot of room for fluff because that's going to slow you down. And if the bag's too heavy along the trail, you're going to start throwing stuff out of it that you didn't need in the first place. Exactly. And so, and this is the thing too, you know, a lot of people don't go out there with these bags and test out the things, you know, test out the weight and how long they can go with these bags and, you know, things like that. Um, another thing I'm going to put in there too is, uh, guys, I, I would much recommend having rechargeable items in there with a way to recharge versus having a shit ton of batteries. That would be something else I would recommend. Also, a lot of people recommend having dry bags in your bug out bag. And I don't see the need to have a drive bag, dry bag if you have a garbage bag in there. 
Right. One more thing I, I didn't write down, but I remember from earlier. Canned goods is not good to put in a bug out bag. Oh, hell they're, no. They're, they're, so, they're heavy, guys. There's so, so many better options out there. Emergency survival food, dehydrated stuff, ready-wise uh, stuff that you can just add water to and cook over a, a fire. Exactly. And if you forget your can opener, you're going to starve to death. Action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.